Welcome to the Alpha Female Podcast with me, your host, Robin Baldwin. This show is to inspire you to embrace living like an alpha female. But what is an alpha female? An alpha female is a powerful and assertive woman. Her confidence is due to being an intelligent and intellectual problem solver. She chooses ambition and is proud of it, but strives for a happy and healthy work-life harmony. An alpha female is the brightest star in her constellation and shines when she stays true to her authentic self. She puts herself first so that she can have more energy for those around her. She sticks to her priorities, is never complacent about striving for better, and nurtures relationships with all the people in her life. So let's get started. You are listening to the Alpha Female Podcast, episode 46. All links and show notes can be found at robinbaldwin.com forward slash podcast. Today on the show, we're talking to Diana House. Diana is the founder of Tiny Devotions, a mala bead, meditation bead, yoga jewelry, and boho accessories company. She is also the managing partner at ADJ Holdings, a private jet company as well as a lending company. She recently sold Colin Parker, a company she co-founded with her husband, Jeff. Diana has been honored locally in London, Ontario as a top 20 under 40 recipient, as well as nationally as part of the top 100 women and one of the top female entrepreneurs in Canada. Welcome to the show, Diana. Oh, thanks so much, Robin. I'm excited to chat with you. So this is great because you were one of the original alpha female features that I had on my blog before I started the podcast. So I am so excited that we finally get to chat over the phone and get an audio interview. So for the listeners, the definition of an alpha female had actually evolved from the time that I first interviewed Diana up until the podcast. So I'm going to read it out just in case we've got some new listeners today and for Diana to kind of see where it's evolved. So an alpha female is a powerful and assertive woman. Her confidence is due to being an intelligent and intellectual problem solver. It's based on a state of mind, on choosing ambition and being proud of it, but always striving for a happy and healthy work-life harmony. So type A alpha females often come across as strong-willed and selfish, but when we stay true to our authentic selves and to our mission, we shine. An alpha female puts the needs of herself first, without sacrificing her principles or dignity. So she fills up her cup or gas tank or airplane mask goes on first so that she has enough energy for her friends, family, and coworkers. An alpha female strives for synergy with the world around her. She wants a perfect work-life harmony, but knows that it just stays, uh, you just have to stay true to your priorities and what makes you happy. And then she's never complacent about striving for better, so we're obsessed with self-development. And we nurture all of the relationships with the people in our lives. So based on that new definition, what do you think of it? And tell our listeners how you're an alpha female. Mm, Love that. I love that it is an ever-evolving definition. (laughs) Um, We were briefly chatting before we started recording about the blog post I did, which I haven't read since... I wrote it and I actually specifically didn't want to look at it before we did this interview because I think, you know, as alpha women um, and as humans, like we're always evolving and what may have been our truth like a year ago, you know, may not be our truth today. So I think, 
you know, one of the things for myself about, you know, being an alpha female is just really honoring, like, what is my truth today? Mm. And, you know, letting that unfold. And yeah, I'm definitely type A. I think I'm like type triple A. (laughs) Um, But I think personally, my new definition of, you know, being an alpha female is really honoring, you know, who I am um, and really honoring kind of my authenticity and alignment over everything. So that is like a new space that I'm, I'm really stepping into. And I think I'm still kind of in the cocoon and not in the full transformation of being the butterfly on the other side of it. Um, but yeah, it's something instead of, you know, pushing, 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 I'm really trying to step into alignment, alignment, alignment in every aspect of my life. Mm -hmm. The sentence in the definition that says, when we stay true to our authentic selves and our mission, we shine was inspired by your original interview. Oh, cool. Uh, So I just wanted to make sure you knew that. Oh, that's so sweet. (laughs) So we've always kind of chatted in the, the corporate and entrepreneurial world about work-life balance, but that definition evolved and I'm a big proponent and advocate of work-life harmony and making sure it all flows together. So can you share with the listeners, what does your work-life harmony look like? Yeah, for sure. I think, um, it doesn't always flow. And I think that's the flow, you know, I'm going through a very intense time right now for tiny devotions, we are approaching holiday, which is our busiest time of year. Um, we also have made some big organizational changes around um, some staffing and some of kind of our other logistics. And so I think, you know, part of being in the flow is knowing like it's not always going to flow. Sometimes <laughs> it's absolutely insane. And sometimes you know, you don't feel grounded in it and you feel like, I have no idea what's going on right now. And like, I've been in business for six years and this should all be handled. Um, and I'm really starting to realize like, you know, the more you're in business and the more you're in entrepreneurship, like it's always changing. Yes. There's times that feel very kind of stable and this very kind of steady, feelings, um, feeling of growth. And then other times where it's just like literally like landslide in every direction where you're just like exploding expansively. Um, and so, you know, what I'm always doing is just kind of honoring what's happening in business and then finding the counterbalance, you know, in, in my personal life. So right now, because I am going through a lot of change in a lot of our, um, companies, especially tiny devotions, I'm really trying to do a lot of like grounding and nurturing things in my personal life. So that has looked like extra coaching calls with my life coach, um, spending a lot of time in the park, going on walks instead of maybe going to the gym and doing, you know, an intense workout. Um, it is involved like extra self care, extra supplements, extra biofeedback sessions and doing a lot of things like that. So I think, you know, I'm always looking at, you know, where is the area that feels like it needs the most need. So, you know, sometimes it feels like, you know what, I really feel like I need to be nurturing my relationship or my friendships. And I will then kind of go like, okay, I'll just tone down that one area and go into that deeper. And then other times I'm like, okay, this company needs me right now. 
you know, we have a new leader, they need a lot of development. So I just know that the other, the other side's going to look different. Hmm. So this may also have an evolved answer based on the season of life that you're in. But my Hmm. next question is always, what are you most passionate about? Mm, You know, developing people is, is just such a passion for me. I sent both of my managers to Landmark actually last weekend. Okay. And I was so excited to hear. I don't know. Have you heard of Landmark? No, I haven't. Sure. Yeah. Landmark is um, a personal development seminar. They happen all around the world. Um, Doesn't have a business focus, though a lot of business leaders go. It's a very kind of foundational leadership around kind of psychology, knowing yourself, self-awareness and and whatnot. So I'm not going to lie. I was so excited that we had the opportunity to send these two managers who had never done anything like that. Mm. Um, But yeah, very passionate about developing them like one-on-one as well with, you know, recommending books and giving coaching and and things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not doing any external kind of coaching right now of kind of coaching anyone else. And I don't know if I will kind of in the future. I feel like it's a lot of pressure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it, within your organization, it feels very fluid and, you know, it doesn't feel like as much pressure because the pressure is all kind of on yourself. But I think externally, there's this pressure of like, you know, for the amount that I would have to charge to coach someone in business, like you have to make sure that you're giving that value. And I, I don't know if, if that's kind of down my path. But yeah, I love developing people. And I love, um, I love personal development as well. Mm -hmm. So just growing and every day in, in some way, whether again, it's in health or in business. Um, like I actually did karaoke last night because I'm (laughs) terrified of singing out loud. Um, and I actually took a flying lesson, uh, last week or the week before, because again, that was another fear. So like I get off on like doing things that scare me and trying to find other levels of like limitlessness. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it was interesting to hear that you have a life coach because I think there's kind of a misperception that women that have quote unquote made it, you know, are so on top of the game. They've got everything figured out. And it's like, no, we're just running so fast on all cylinders that we still need to take care of ourselves. So I love the life coach thing. And when you say pushing your comfort zones in terms of activity, uh, like my heart just gets so excited because I've been on a bucket list kick and I, I create them seasonally. And uh, my summer of 2015 was all about pushing my comfort zone and just getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. Amazing. And yeah, for, you know, for anyone listening who, you know, maybe they're an entrepreneur that they're starting out or like, you know, Yes, I run multiple companies. Yes, you know, seven figure plus, blah, 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 you know, successful, profitable. Like, I'm not comfortable at all right now. Like, <laughs> like not at all. Like, if anything, like, I actually just had a call with my coach right before I got on this. And I was just like, I am so uncomfortable about so much that's happening right now. And it's awesome because, you know, the more you up level, the more tolerance you, you get for being uncomfortable and like the bigger challenges come, come your way. And you just develop this muscle of being able to deal with crazy stuff with so much resiliency and so much groundedness. Mm. But, um, yeah, I think that's, I think that's cool. I think it's, it's not easy. And, and the further you go along in the journey, the more complex it gets 
Um, and I think that's fun. I think that's part of the journey. Mm, that's awesome. Okay, so let's get into details on how you take care of yourself during the crazy, uncomfortable times. Uh, so is there anything that you do on a daily or weekly basis to keep your immune system boosted? Okay. Daily basis right now, I meditate every day for at least 10 minutes. I don't know if that specifically relates to the immune system. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many people that say meditation in their answer. So okay. we're, we're all on the same kind of wavelength. Okay. Yeah. I take right now I'm taking like 20 supplements, not even kidding. Everything from, um, stress care to like vitamin B, vitamin C, um, ortho adapt, like kind of crazy. Um, I am taking greens from Isogenics. So I recently discovered Isogenics and I, I don't sell it and I'm you know not affiliated at all, but I really was pleasantly surprised at the taste and kind of the quality of the product. So um, I do like a daily Isogenics shake and a daily Isogenics kind of green drink um, kind of along with my supplements. And yeah, I've gone a little bit supplement crazy right now. Um, also really into essential oils, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, pretty much doing everything right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's like, how can we just support our bodies as we try to be epic? And if we're deficient in something, then we have to replenish it somehow. So, um, I know there's so many kind of, uh, advocates out there that like, don't do supplements, get it from real food. But if you're going a mile in a minute and you need to support your body, you support your body. Yeah, and I do try to do it, through, you know, through great nutrition as well. Mm -hmm. uh, but I just find, and, and again, the backstory with this is a few months ago, um, I totally hit burnout, and I'm sure I'm not the only entrepreneur or business person that you've interviewed that has been there. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I thought I was doing a lot of self care as well, so it was a little bit shocking to me that I hit that. Um, but I wasn't taking the supplements. And for me, I'm an empath and I'm a highly sensitive person. Um, and for me, it came down to um, there was someone in my life that was really, not intentionally, but really I was holding the space for them way too much. And I didn't, I didn't realize it. So I had to, you know, make that change and kind of, you know, eliminate, you know, that person from our organization. Um, and then I had to deal with the aftermath which was like, you know, had to go to the naturopath, had to get B12 shots, um, had to pretty much stop working for a few weeks, um, which was probably around the time you first emailed me to do this interview. And I was in, <laughs> I said no to everything. Mm -hmm. I said no to things that I was like, that were on my bucket list. I was just like the no man um, for a while because I had to really recover and then up my level of self-care and figure out how to create a better balance going forward. That's okay because we have in the definition that we put ourselves first. And so you authentically put yourself first. <laughs> there you go. Um, do you hold space for other people's stress? hundred percent. Yeah. I have to be so careful, you know, of it. And even like today I was like, huh, am I, am I holding on to anyone else's anxiety right now? Mm. You know, so I actually don't know. I'm going to do probably a meditation this afternoon and just get clear on like, is there someone else's energy field that I'm holding on to? I'm constantly like saging, um, you know, using Palo Santo, doing like energy clearings of my space. I'm constantly taking salt baths 
um, and like detox baths, which are like baking soda and sea salt. Mm-hmm. But like every few days, I'm taking one of those for 20 to 30 minutes. Um, it's it's my gift and it's my Achilles heel as as you know life is. You know, my gift is I'm super tuned in to the energy field and you know all these subtle little things and people. Um, but yeah, I have to be very kind of conscious of that and, mm-hmm. and use those tactics to, um, to let go of any of that stuff that I'm carrying. Mm. I work in the corporate world and on top of the side hustles and I coach a team and whenever they come down sick, uh, I, my first question is, why did you not tell me about the stress? And they're like, I'm not stressed. I'm like, yeah, you are. <laughs> you just, <laughs> I just need you to admit it so that we can deal with it so that you don't get sick in the future. And they're like, no, I probably just stayed out too late. I'm like, okay, well, we'll address sleep at another time. <laughs> okay, so you kind of share that you're taking care of yourself right now, but what does your weekly fitness routine look like? Mm. Yeah, so I love going to the gym and doing like the elliptical, doing kind of some core work. Um, I'm not that good about doing resistance training. Um, so right now I'm kind of doing a combination of going to the gym and doing the cardio, doing the, you know, abdominal work, um, doing like a lot of walks. And then because I'm slacking on the resistance stuff, I'll try to throw in, um, I don't know if you've heard of flex yoga. No. It's really cool. It's based in London by this amazing entrepreneur named Andrew Vard. And it's like a resistance based um, yoga class with like fitness bands. Mm, I love it. Super cool. So I'll do that or I'll do like a drop in at like, you know, um, a gym that has kind of more weightlifting classes. But yeah, I definitely am not doing enough of the resistance right now. Um, but I also feel like my body is okay with it right now, just cause I'm already revved up enough at work that I feel like doing kind of more walks and cardio right now feels nourishing. Oh, that's awesome. So then I won't ask you how you're, ch- how you're challenging yourself fitness wise. Cause it sounds <laughs> like it's like just listening to the body and allowing to do less is something that is a theme that's echoed on the show and amazing to hear. Totally. Though I did say to my husband last night, like, Oh, I kind of want to sign up for like an adventure race or like a marathon or like a half. <laughs> so I hadn't landed. Like I get those thoughts and I'm like, why don't I think about it for a few days yeah. and, and see where I land before I just, you know, register right away. That's awesome. Yeah. I, um, I did 20 races last year and wow. I, I promised my body I would be nicer to it this year. Um, especially cause I was diagnosed with MS at the end of 2014. So I oh had, I had something to prove. I was basically like, MS isn't going to slow me down. I'm going to take on everything. Uh, and then got adrenal fatigue by the end of the year. Oh. <laughs> so this year I said I would do 12. So one a month and, you know, minus the winter months, add in a, a few and this extra ones in the summer. Um, and I've only done seven or eight so far. So I've actually even reduced it further. And I've been listening to my body. I've been taking it easy. I just got back from a trip in Banff where we were hiking every day. And I'm an obstacle course racer, and the world championships happen in October. We're recording this in September, and I'm not competing this year. And then all of a sudden, one of my my business partners in my doTERRA business messaged me. She's like, I want to do my first obstacle course race on Saturday. 
Um, <laughs> and then someone else messaged me and said that there was a fundraiser for uh, Crohn's and colitis. It's an obstacle course race. So I'm now doing two obstacle course races on Saturday. <laughs> wow, you have so much going on. Yeah, so I don't know how to listen to myself sometimes. I'm just like, oh, I, everything's all relaxing. And then opportunities come up. And I'm like, yes, yes. So I, I, I'm a yes man right now. <laughs> Fair enough. What do you do on a daily basis to wind down at night and reduce any stress that's built up during the day? So we have a hot tub Ooh. and we literally use it multiple times a day. <laughs> I often have my morning coffee in the hot tub. I love the hot tub. Um, so we often go in the evenings. We turn off, sorry, when I say we, my husband and I, who's also an entrepreneur, um, we turn off our computers when we get home and like put them away in a drawer. Mm. And it's like we don't even talk about business at night, that, unless. Did that take practice? Oh yeah, like yeah. the beginning, we were disasters. Like we would have our laptops open till like 11 p.m. Like all we did was talk about business, and then we realized like this is just not sustainable. So we have like our business hours, and then we have like our social hours and our you know husband and wife hours and things like that. Um, I love kind of cooking dinner you know, it's either we're going out and hanging out with friends or like going bowling or like doing something ridiculous, karaoke, um, or, um, we're, you know, staying in, having a glass of wine, cooking a nice meal and kind of unwinding in that way. Mm. Now, are you a big reader? I am. I love reading. I'm on a reading fast right now. Okay. Um, I was going to say, because I feel like you're a self-development reader as well, and that can totally. be anxiety creating if you can't execute on what you're reading. That's true. Yeah. It's funny. I feel like one of my struggles is my vision has always been so big and building the team out that can execute that vision is a challenge. Like I, I think I said to someone yesterday, like, I think my team has only ever been able to execute like 10% of the vision, hmm. which is a whole other thing. So yeah, right now I'm not reading anything. I feel like my brain, all my brain power is going through solving some complex kind of business things. Gotcha. Um, and I don't feel like I have the brain space to kind of put other ideas in. I feel like I have another, I have enough ideas in my head that I don't need more. Yeah. Um, but some books that I've been really into recently, um, and I don't know if I mentioned this last year because I was really into it last year as well, is um, my friend Cameron Harold wrote an amazing business book called Double Double. Okay. Phenomenal operations book. Mm. Like just really, really incredible. Um, and then the books that I've been reading most recently, which I haven't finished either of them, um, one is called Letting Go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the other one is The Untethered Soul. So I've really started reading kind of a lot of books about like releasing, letting go, surrendering, um, because I realized I was way too like push, 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 grind, grind, grind. And I wasn't leaving any space for surrender. So I am not a master of surrender yet, yeah. but I'm really working on that. Oh, that's awesome. On episode 32, if I remember correctly, Tr Courtney Johnson uh, was reading Untethered Soul. Soul. Oh, cool. And I think Surrender Experiment or something like that. Oh, it's like so that. good. Yeah. Have you read it? No, they're on my oh, list. You've got to read that book. It I, is so good. I just finished The Happiness Equation by Neil Pashrika. Oh, cool. I heard that one's good too. Yes. 
Um, awesome. Yeah. And last year at this time when we did the blog interview, you were reading It's Your Move by Josh Altman. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. I don't really have any big memories of big takeaways from that. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. Like sure. it's almost like school, like in one ear, out the other, there was no test on it. So <laughs> some, some books, you know, they literally rattle you to, to your core, mm. you know, and other books are sometimes like an enjoyable read. Yeah. Um, the surrender experiment definitely rattled me to my core. Okay. And that book made me realize like, maybe there's another way maybe there's this other way of doing all this. And, um, you know, the guy definitely takes, you know, a bit more of an extreme approach than I would to surrender, mm -hmm. but I'm just kind of looking for like maybe taking on like five to 10% of that. <laughs> awesome. Okay. So if uh, sales spike on the book, we'll know it was because of the podcast. Yes. <laughs> what are some nutrition habits that you do to keep yourself well nourished? Hmm. So yeah, isogenic shakes, love those. Um, do you subscribe to a way of eating? Is it clean eating? Do you name it? Or is it just like fresh whole foods? I don't name it. Okay. It definitely feels like high protein, lots of veggies and no rules. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Like if, you know, we had, um, we had tacos last night, but we didn't do shells. We did like lettuce wrap tacos. Okay. Um, we really are trying to do like, you know, very low grains. But that said, like if I really want pizza and like, you know, there's, there's sometimes like you get that moment where you're like, I really want pizza. And then, then you can stop and tune into that and go like, do I really want pizza <laughs> or am I distressed? Yeah. And it's like, no, you're just stressed. Then I'm like, okay, you're not getting pizza. But then other times it's like, no, I want pizza. No, your body really wants pizza. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, let's yeah. honor that. Yeah. So it's not like I listen to like every single message my body gives me right away, but I definitely pay attention to it and then try to go deeper in it and go like, you know, what is it really telling me? So yeah, nutrition wise, I really love salads and really love, you know, veggies and lean proteins. Um, in the past month or so I've, I've kind of cut my fruit intake quite a bit. Okay. Um, which again, I don't know if that's kind of good or bad, but I'm feeling like, you know, if I have like an apple that feels like enough fruit for the day right now because of these isogenic shakes. Mm. So yeah, I'm kind of just honoring what feels good right now. And I've also been doing biofeedback, which has been giving me lots of insights of what my body needs and what my body's kind of telling me. So I'm actually going on Friday. So I'm interested to see how, how the biofeedback machine says that I'm doing with all the kind of changes I've made with my diet. Mm, that's awesome. I am a big fan of women that track what's happening with their body, uh, do the right tests so that they can be informed in terms of what they're, you know, either taking from a supplement perspective or, you know, if I'm tracking my energy for a week and it's low, what do I need to get back into my diet or my life to bring that energy back up? Totally. Um, so you inspired the next question. My, my blog interviews used to be nine questions long and they became 10 after you made the suggestion. So <laughs> what are pain points that an alpha female like yourself um, is either constantly problem solving for, like it's something that has always showed up, or maybe this is something new that's showing up? Mm. So I don't know if I said this last time, but definitely over-functioning. Okay. 
So I, I see this a lot with just very intelligent, um, you know, driven women. The overachieving it, syndrome. Well, overachieving is one thing. Overfunctioning is something else. Gotcha. So overfunctioning, the definition that I've heard um, that I really understand is overfunctioning is when you do for others um, what they can and should do for themselves. Oh. And anywhere there's an overfunctioner, there's usually an underfunctioner. So um, when I got married, my husband was like, whoa, who is this like strong, extremely capable person? Like, I can't do what you do in some of these areas at the same level. So like, I'll just like let you do those things. So we developed, um, you know, a little bit of an overfunctioner, underfunctioner dynamic. And, you know, we totally worked really hard over the past kind of year to, to switch that. And the really cute way we did it was my husband decided that he was going to be an overfunctioner. <laughs> and, I mean, just because of our dynamic, like he never would have been, become an overfunctioner. But by him trying to overfunction, we're in this beautiful balance. Um, but I've been coaching one of my staff members on this. She is so driven and so brilliant. And she is the person that people are always putting their work on. And she was like staying late so much. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, what's going on here? Like, your job is not to stay like late. Like, what's happening? And, you know, after kind of going deeper into it, I realized that there were some other people on the team who saw how good she was and how smart she was at some of these areas. And they were just like letting her do their work. Um, and she's so devoted to the company that she was like, I have to do this. So I've really been kind of working with her to be like, you know, you have to have boundaries and you, you know, there has to be that place where your role ends and it's someone else's role. And of course, you know, you don't want to have employees who are going like, Oh, well, you know, that's not my role, but this person is so driven and such an overachiever that she almost needed to have that line drawn for her. Hmm. Oh, interesting. So I yeah. see this a lot, a okay. lot with alpha females. We overfunction for other people. And by doing that, um, we will burn out and other people around us won't develop to the levels that they could um, because they're not going to be challenged at the level that they need to be. No, and it develops an unhealthy codependency. Yeah, that's another way of looking at it. Interesting. Yeah, no, in the um, in the fall, you had um, talked about how we're often judged by both men and women as being too strong of a personality mm-hmm. and intense and overpowering, which really resonated with me at the time um, because my my constant pain point is learning how to be a lot softer in my tone. Oh, that's such a tough one. <laughs> it's... I totally get that one. I get the, well, this is what I get. Some people will tell me I'm very intense. Mm. Other people will be like, you're not intense at all. And that's, what's interesting. So, um, my sister has worked in very successful organizations. She's like, you know, 30. Um, and, and she doesn't think I'm intense. And I think part of it is her experience She's worked in high performance environments and she understands what it takes to make it and to succeed. There may be other people that have not actually, you know, worked in those environments that have kind of, you know, maybe worked for a big corporation where they had to, 
um, you know, do the same thing every day. And it wasn't like a high growth situation, or maybe it was a, I hate to slam the non-for-profits because I think some non-for-profits are very, um, you know, dynamic organizations. And again, same thing about the corporations. Like, you know, there's some corporations where they're, you know, you're very growth centered and going, going, going. Um, but what I'm talking about is like a, an organization where it, it's not very challenging and it's kind of status quo. Mm. Um, and yeah, those people who kind of come from those backgrounds or have not been exposed to those other environments, they're just like, whoa, like you're so intense. <laughs> and, and literally my response is like, I'm just doing what it takes. Mm. And I don't know if you relate to that. Mm-hmm, I do because I'm task oriented. You're just, just like, oriented. Like, like honestly, there's such a reality check that needs to happen, especially in the entrepreneur entrepreneurial world of what it takes. Mm-hmm. It is so not easy. <laughs> it's so freaking hard. Mm-hmm. And again, like I know you you work in corporate, and I'm sure you work in a job that is not easy. That. <laughs> you know, is extremely demanding of you and you're just doing what it takes, right. And bringing your best self, um, you know, to the table. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I watched the Steve jobs documentary on a plane recently and I know there's two of them and I I forget which, I think it's the one with Seth Grogan in it. I believe that's his name. I looked at, uh, Steve jobs and I was like, he was so intense and that's why he's Steve jobs. Yeah. that's why he's so successful. And I saw so much of myself in him not to be like, Oh, I'm, I'm Steve jobs. Like <laughs> I, that's not what I'm saying at all. Um, but I definitely saw some characteristics. So I don't know. I don't know if it's about toning it down and making, speaking in a more feminine tone, you know, yeah. I've also tried that on. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's the answer. Yeah. No, it's like, uh, I'm trying that. I'm also, I've talked uh, on the show before about how I try just co- different communication styles. So adapting my communication style to someone else's. But I've right. also kind of like put my foot in the sand and been like, why do I have to do all the adapting? Yeah, Robin, do <laughs> yeah. you think Steve Jobs tried to do that bullshit? Yeah. <laughs> no, he didn't. Steve Jobs was not trying to change his tone with people and he was not trying to adapt his communication style. So I, I don't know what the answer is, yeah. but I'm definitely still in inquiry around that. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I'm okay that this is something that is going to be a constant pain point that I get to self-development in. <laughs> and, and maybe the self-development is just owning it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm owning the fact that I'm intense. Well, that's why I started a podcast so I could talk about it and people could listen and be like, oh, she's not mean. She's just doing her stuff. <laughs> so yeah, I was with a CEO last week and, uh, we were talking about this and he's a male and he has, you know, a hundred employees and he was shocked. He was shocked about this conversation. He's like, like, what do you, what do you mean? What do you mean they call you intense? Yeah. And, and he's like, I, I just, he, he could not understand. Yeah. So I don't know if this is like, a girl thing. I don't know. And I, I rarely feel like I'm having a conversation about that. Mm. Like, you know, in the entrepreneurial space, I do not feel like I have any issues with being a woman at mm. all. Like, I don't feel like it's harder for me. And, and again, I don't, I'm, it might be a different perspective in corporate, but this is the one area that I don't know, like maybe this is, you know, one of the extra challenges is we have as women 
that like people just don't know what to do with us when we're intense like that. Mm-hmm. They just don't know how to make sense of it. Yeah. Um, and that's okay because we just need to keep uh, – not. Exp- I don't think we're explaining it. We're just being like this is how it is so that you can grow to accept it much better. <laughs> totally. And finding the right people surrounding you that know how to leverage it. Mm-hmm. How can you find people who can leverage your intensity – Yes. Back when you're like really playing on another level. Yeah. It's surround yourself with uh, the five people that lift you up. So uh, I definitely surround myself with intense people. Awesome. So to end the podcast, my favorite question is to always ask, what does your definition of happiness mean to you? Mm, right now, it's all about alignment. You know, for me, it is like living a life that is aligned with like my essential self, um, with people that I love, you know, my husband, my family, my dear friends, um, you know, living with a holistic kind of viewpoint of, you know, again, what you were saying, like the work-life flow um, and having an impact. But again, an aligned impact. So really tuning into what your unique ability is and finding ways to express that in the world for the kind of greater good while also still being financially successful. Amazing. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you, Robin. It's been a pleasure. For the listeners of the Alpha Female Podcast, Audible is now offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial so you can check out their service. There's some amazing books like You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero or The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com forward slash alpha. Again, that's audibletrial.com forward slash alpha for your free audiobook. Thank you for listening to the Alpha Female Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the show. And I would love you to eternity and back if you would be so kind to open your podcast app of choice and leave me a rating and review. You can find more of me at robinbaldwin.com. That's Robin with a Y, B-A-L-D-W-I-N. And join us next week for another inspiring chat. I hope you have a spectacular day.